guess who I have here with me? <laughs> Ms. Rachel Laird. She was the first nativist podcaster guest, and I am thrilled that she agreed to come back on. <laughs> oh, it's just so fun. <laughs> first time. I was honored then, and I'm honored again. So excited to get back at it with you. Yes. And the best part is we are sitting side by side, wine in our hand, face to face. So it's not just Skype. We have been waiting for this moment for a long time. Long time. Yeah. Since I moved to Sheridan for you yeah. to come out here. For, like, yeah. We're in Sheridan, Wyoming right now. Yes. That's where she lives. So for me to come visit Sheridan, yeah. for us to do the podcast side by side, because mm-hmm. that has been in the works for a while, thanks to some technical issues. Right. And some other issues. Oh, we went camping last time. We were in Bozeman. That's right. We usually meet up in Bozeman because it's exactly halfway between us. And so last time we decided to camp it. And that was a good time. It, it was a great time. <laughs> shared shared a sleeping bag. I think. We shared a sleeping bag. <laughs> we got some really good stories out of that. We sure did. We saw some cowboys climb into a canoe, shit kickers and all. <laughs> Full cowboy get up, just uh-huh. riding off into the sunset. Cowboy, take me away. We, so, uh, we had an interesting dinner companion one night. We Just a fun fact. <laughs> we'll just share some fun stories. So that night, um, there was this guy that I just like met that night. Mm-hmm. And so we had him meet up with us for drinks. And we had another friend come with us. And so we were all talking about, we were all fitness oriented. We were all talking about fitness, and the topic at hand was intermittent fasting, and this guy was literally roided out, Uh admittedly so. Admittedly so. And wasn't shy about sharing that. And so we got on the topic of intermittent fasting, and we were all advocates for it or saw the validity in intermittent fasting. He was very opinionated on it, had a very definite opinion. So much so that it offended him that we would disagree deeply deeply and he left stormed out of the restaurant yeah on us just (laughs) slammed down his drink and just pranced out don't fast around him don't do it don't do it it. okay so (laughs) that little side note (laughs) yeah that was was our last time yeah so we wanted to talk about something that's very important to both of us Mm mm-hmm that's living your truth, being your authentic self, and being okay with that, regardless of what people say about it. And both of us like to live that high vibe on that high vibe. And we feel like sometimes that comes across as disingenuine to people, right? Right. I would absolutely say that um, us being just positive people and wanting to live that always and and never really want to get bogged down into the negativity it's a choice that we make um but i think because we kind of never allow ourselves to go that route some people well we allow ourselves but we just don't choose to express that often that it can come off as being just this naive and too bubbly too positive person and it's like no this is this is who we are this is genuine and some people think that it's us just not admitting negativity or emotions or repressing them or just hiding the aspects of ourselves. No, we feel negative emotions. We get pissed off. Mm-hmm. We feel sadness. We feel anger. We feel frustration. We don't wallow. Right. And we're very conscious of what we put out into the universe. Exactly. And 
with our talk with each other, but also the self-talk. Yes. And um, many times, because we don't live together and we aren't able to always have these face-to-face -face conversations, we text a lot to each yes. other. And we text each other every single day yeah. and anything that's going on in our life. And so, of course, there's stuff that's not always positive that comes up. And we share that oh, yes, we do. with each other and and get outside opinions. Yeah. And but, but like Whitney said, we don't wallow in it. It's not our um, communication is not the opportunity that we want to just vent about things. We actually want to state it so that we can get over it. It's yes, not about exactly. yeah, staying there. And it's constructivism. Mm -hmm. We want it to be constructive. So I know your shit. You know my shit. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we're hiding things from each other. And we know each other extremely well. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we're living in Disneyland where we just don't like to <laughs> acknowledge that mm -hmm. crap happens in the world. It does. And we do acknowledge that. And we talk about that. Mm -hmm. But we also consciously choose to stay positive. Right. And it's always in the vein. We always share it as as the impetus to move forward. Yes. Always. It's, yes. I've never had Whitney ever tell me like, it's just been like a shitty day just to just to complain. It's always like, this happened to me today. And like, what what's your take? How is that? You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's different. It's yes. not negative. It doesn't bring me down ever to hear that from her because it's always in the vein of elevation. Like, exactly. Let's get to elevation. What can we learn from this? Yeah. Every negative emotion. Actually, I just posted that quote the other day on my nativist account on Instagram. Negative feelings are messengers Messengers to um, anybody or anything that triggers a negative emotion is a messenger to show you or reveal unhealed parts of your being. What can I learn from this? Why am I pissed off? Yep. What can I take from this? What is the learning point right here? So acknowledging those emotions but not just acknowledging just a bitch about it. Right. What good does that do? Right. And sometimes you have just your down days. That's okay. Get those out if you need to. But yeah, we use that as a launching pad to for self-evolution and self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So a hot topic that we want to talk about is, again, like living your truth. And let's say, let's start with body shaming. What do you think about that? Oh, boy. I think that that happens so often. Um on on all levels it happens a lot on social media yes. and you see that all the time uh even people that i follow that kind of make a name or have fame because of their body they express it yes. all the time in posts yes. that they have just this constant um judging from others and that and that they have to feel like they're perfect and that they're not and i mean it's just everyone across the board feels this you're too muscular. You're not muscular yeah. enough. You're too toned. You're not toned enough. You look too feminine. Too many curves. Not enough curves. You're too skinny. You're too fat. Eat a cheeseburger. That is just as hurtful <laughs> telling right. somebody that they're too skinny as it is to tell somebody that they're overweight. Why would you do that? And who are you to be judge and jury over what someone looks like? That's just hateful. Oh, I know. It's I just know. unkind. And so, and I've had, I have a friend, beautiful girl, just dropped in gorgeous supermodel just legs for days and days and days and she would get that all the time where people would throw just negativity at her oh you're too skinny eat, eat a cheeseburger eat a cheeseburger eat some candy that's just as right. harmful as telling somebody that they need to lose some weight oh absolutely yeah and and just it just makes you think that you're not good enough in your body right. in your current self is not okay 
and and that's that can just affect your quality of life all the yes. way around because you know your body is is how you traverse this life and if you don't feel comfortable in yourself i know that there's been times where I've felt like, oh, I'm not in good enough shape to do blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it really limits me. I'm not able to live an authentic life. I'm not able to choose everything I want to do because I'm afraid or concerned with how I look to others. <laughs> so, right. And it's just so silly. And think about this, listeners. Have you ever, especially you girls, you ever missed out on an opportunity like mm -hmm. going to a swimming pool, mm -hmm. going to the beach yeah. because of how you look? I, I have. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think almost every girl mm -hmm. can relate to that, which is just devastating. It's so sad. And it's not okay. And increasingly so in the digital world and the social media, that bar is raised sky high, unattainably high. And you are never going to please everybody and like I love that quote, Dita Von Teese is attributed with it, but I remember reading that her friend's grandma had generated it. Anyways, you can be the most beautiful peach in the world and there are going to be people who don't like peaches. Right. And yeah. so it's just owning your brand of beauty and what you look like, accepting where you are right now. Maybe you're working on improvement. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful thing. I mean, accept yourself and love yourself at your current status, but maybe you want to be healthier. And again, that segues into remember what your body can do mm -hmm. that's the shifting that focus that. yes function versus aesthetic yes yes that's huge yeah so and we um we're talking earlier about a friend who posted on social media mm -hmm. a picture of herself in a sports bra and got some blowback from that some judgment <sighs> who how dare you you Gucci <laughs> mama <laughs> Who do you think you are, especially because she's a mom and she's drop-dead gorgeous, right? So beautiful. And, God, these people better not go to the swimming pool because they might see some scandal there. It's a let her live that goes just shaming in general, right? Right, right. And, I mean, you're in a sports bra, so what are you doing? Maybe you're working out. Yeah. Maybe you're just feeling good yeah. and you want to snap that. But how does that equate to anything beyond... You're just feeling good in a sports right. bra. Why does that? How, why is someone putting judgment on that and a mom in the same sentence? Right. To me? And and I'm a mom, yeah. and and it's unfortunate that when I take a picture of myself that maybe I I like and I want to post it, a thought crosses my mind. Ooh, how is this gonna look as a mom? Yeah. <laughs> and and I catch myself and I do I laugh because. I'm a person just like exactly. anybody else. You're Rachel still. Yeah. You're, you're um, your son's mom, but you're yeah. also Rachel right. still. And if it was a man, if it was a dad that was posting a shirtless picture, would anyone say, you're a dad? How, How dare, dare you? <laughs> Who do you think you are? You have kids. Yeah. So it's, it is a double standard, and and it's there. And, and of course, you do... Um, you know, I, I actually use Jacob, my son, as as a point of reference for a lot that I do because I do want to make him proud and, and he is my son and he's first and foremost on my mind in all my decisions, but mm, come on, <laughs> I'm not doing anything right. wrong. No one is no. In, in posting a picture and that they feel proud in. just goes to show, let people live their lives. Yeah. If it's harming anybody, 
then that's another topic. That's another discussion. But live and let live. And the human body is the human body. It's anatomy, y'all. It's just <laughs> natural, okay? And so you don't want to go out of your way to offend people. But even like nudity, mm-hmm. if that's what people want to do, that's what people want to do. I mean, there is a time and a place I personally feel. Mm-hmm. And some people are okay just with bearing all. And that's okay. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt me. And we all have different... <laughs> Some sort of dog in the background. I listen to podcasts. It's almost like drinking game. <laughs> Every time you hear a grunt, a short bark, it. Yeah, she had belly issues earlier. It's oh, a good thing. Baby. Remember when this morning when yes. she was just digesting? Anyway, like, I'm glad Luna. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so just, oh, if it's not harming anybody, oh, nudity. Yeah. So let people just do what they want to do. You're entitled to your opinion. You're If you're very conservative, that's beautiful. Awesome. You do you. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to force my um, openness and freedom and hippie lifestyle on you. That's okay. Right. I acknowledge and expect, accept and respect that you have your own take and way of doing things and lifestyle, but mm-hmm. also allow others that freedom too. Right, exactly. And if... Do you see something that you don't like on Insta or social media? Just move on past. It's so easy to or do. Or unfollow yeah. if it comes to that. I feel like if you're if you're moved to the point where you need to comment on someone's post to to call them out or to to shame them in some respect, take a good look at yourself. <laughs> yes. That's what, I was say. what I mean that is that is something you need to identify. Why why does that spark? That feeling in you. Maybe you're dealing with a lot of shame, but don't put that on someone else. And if you are, identify where that's coming from. Maybe, maybe someone in your life is is putting that on you. Well, then maybe you need to address that. Maybe cut them out of your life if they're bringing that negativity to you. But don't don't project that and get and pass that on. That's exactly it. And it's again those messengers, those emotions and those feelings, those negative feelings, jealousy, envy judgment those are unhealed parts of your being and so what are they trying to tell you that's okay I feel that sometimes yeah like they're like are those I've like really worked hard to to evolve past that but still there are like moments where judgment creeps in and I have to stop myself judgment detox by Gabrielle Bernstein is really good (laughs) but just trying to stop yourself why am I why am I feeling why am I judging this person why am I judging this girl like ooh, who does she think she is Mm -hmm. no and it's a muscle that you exercise and you get pretty good at like recognizing that right, right away and right. you like pump the brakes on that. That's not cool. But honestly, if you're feeling judgment towards somebody, that's a perfect moment for self-awareness. Absolutely. Why am I feeling envy? It's because I don't feel really solid in my body. Do I have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. an issue with my body image? Does looking at this person looking good make me question, yes. you know, something within myself and yes. that makes me feel bad, so I'm going to make them feel bad, you yes. know, wh- whatever that is. But, yeah, it is it is a sign for yourself to, to look at. Yes. I remember um, I've, I uh, was big into dream analysis, Ooh. as you are. And oh, we, yeah. Whitney and I do. We discuss <laughs> dreams a lot, actually. Yes. Most mornings, oh, we're like, what did you about. Let's hear. <laughs> yeah. And um, one thing I lo- I I saw when I would research kind of what dreams mean, anytime that you're dreaming about a person in your life that they show up in your dream, it's an aspect of yourself. 
Yes. So like if you are if you have a fight with your mom um, in your dream and you're trying to analyze it, a lot of the books and topics say, okay, what part of yourself does your mom represent? Because yeah. it's just you. It's you and your dream that are conjuring this up. So of course it's it's not really your mom. Right. You know, it is you. And so but I think that we can apply this to our life in general. I mean, anything we think about another, it it is because it's coming through our lens. So what what does that mean? Right. It's a projection. Yeah. It's waking your dreaming. So if you have an issue with somebody doing something like just annoying the shiz out of you, that's because you <laughs> likely do that too. It's usually the things that we take issue with others, we do it ourselves, whether we exactly. want to admit it or not. And so if there is somebody who likes to act like a know-it-all, I'm like, who does that person think they are? And then it's because sometimes I let my ego get in the way, yeah. and sometimes I effing do that. And mm -hmm. so just taking a good hard look at yourself, which is really hard to do, mm -hmm. but invaluable, and you're free once you can just release oh, right. those shackles and negative emotions. Yes. Um, and a call, call to action, I would like to use this podcast specifically to to let people be more authentic because the more yes. we all can do that the more we're not going to judge each other and we are just going to have full acceptance it's when we we create these you know just barriers to our own mind that when someone else breaks them it, it causes us to feel a certain way so then we have to you know lash out or say something or feel a certain thing but if we all just did it. Yes. We all just allowed and gave ourselves permission and gave others permission, um, like you say, as long as they're not hurting anyone yeah. else, to to express what they want to and be themselves. Gosh, I just think it, the whole world would change for yeah. the better. It really would. And I mean, think about when you're solid in yourself and you're happy and life is good, you don't feel the need to throw any negativity, throw shade at anybody. Right. right, right. And it just it blows my mind still. And you know it, they come from a place of hurt, like the people who lash out, those cyber bullies, those trolls, they are hurting. Hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And it just blows my mind that they would go through such effort. Even just the effort of messaging somebody hurt, something hurtful or um, saying something hurtful in a comment, just taking that time, because that takes time and effort. Right. And so if you just resist that urge and maybe somebody's not living the lifestyle that you think that they should, that's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't need to pass judgment on you. Think of how many times you've done stuff that are questionable, things that are questionable, mm -hmm. and you so appreciate people who just accept you. They right. just accept you. Right. So extend that same grace to other people. And so shaming, we'd also like to talk about mom shaming and parent shaming we won't restrict it to just moms right <laughs> equal opportunity <laughs> equal opportunity shaming <laughs> everybody can be a target yeah, that's right but shaming i don't have any kids but i've seen my friends be shamed for how dare you co-sleep who do you think you are or breastfeeding you need to breastfeed or don't breastfeed mm -hmm. or leaving your kid alone for two seconds while you turn around and shut the stove off and just yeah. everything vaccination or not vaccinating your kids that's a huge one um I, uh, something that i think like ties into kind of what we were talking about earlier and then and then with mom shaming specifically parent shaming is um uh not allowing uh, parents to to express um their their sexual nature yeah i think that 
we're all sexual beings. We That's are. how we had kids. <laughs> so first of all, how do you think Thank these you sex? precious little angels came into the world? <laughs> right, right. A special hug. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like up until that point, you you are given a greater leash to to express your sexuality or to be just a sexual being in general. But once you have that kid, nope. Lock it up. Lock it down. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't don't show anything um, in regards to that aspect of yourself. And I just feel that, why do we do that? Why do we sign up? Why are we all agreeing that this is a thing? I feel like as a society, it kind of, we... We've agreed that that's so true. moms, especially they are they're pure and innocent now, and they need to to uh, act as such, or else we'll get the heavy hand of judgment on them. And then I think when we make sexuality and sex a taboo subject, I feel like that's dangerous too. Mm-hmm. And then again, to each their own. However, you want to parent, but I know when I have kids, I want I don't want to just talk about it all day long. Obviously not, but I also want my kids to feel like it's an open subject that they can come and ask me questions that they don't you know how it is like once something is off limits like if you have like a toddler or a five-year-old the minute that like I tell my niece no or something they want to freaking do whatever you told them not to do and it becomes a thing it becomes a subject of interest all of a sudden it's intriguing to them why is that no all of a sudden it's appealing and they want to do it (laughs) and I think once you just kind of have that open dialogue it removes some of that intrigue Right. Yes. I grew up LDS. My mom is Catholic. My dad is not. So I was, I really appreciated that my mom was very open-minded. Whatever I wanted to do, she supported it. And so I went to seminary, which is religious. Like you, it's like a class that you can take during like in junior high and high school. And like you have Bible study and Book of Mormon and all of that. And it's just religious class. And I appreciated one of my teachers talked about we talked about sex Mm. and I I liked I appreciated that he referenced a conversation that he had with his wife and she was adamant about don't tell these kids these students that don't demonize or vilify sex it's a beautiful thing it's beautiful it's a beautiful moment between like two people who love each other Mm -hmm. and She's like, make sure that you communicate that to them. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, there's a time and a place. And in that religion, it's when you're married. Mm-hmm. But I so appreciated that kind of fresh perspective because up until then, it was just off-topic subject. Like, right. you do not talk about it. Especially in regards to religion. Yes. Specifically about yes. That's, that's amazing, that yeah. teacher. Yeah. So we just are very passionate about... Living and not live, letting people live their lives. I like how you offered that angle of just accepting and acknowledging that people are sexual beings Mm -hmm. and in varying degrees. Some people, you don't have to like just express your sexuality. People have varying levels of comfort, but, and try, (laughs) I don't want to say try not to make it over or in somebody's face because I mean, live and let live, Mm -hmm. but respectful we talked about that yesterday just be respectful yeah and just I just I want an acknowledgement that I I am still myself yes that is the bottom line like like yes I am I am a mom that that is one um adjective or just to describe myself yeah yeah um but but I am also 
yeah, Rachel. And I have so many different aspects to my personality. And, and I, and as all women, like your, your sexual nature is a part of who you are. Yes. Femininity is such a beautiful gift that we have to the world. Yeah. And, and I just don't want it to be like, I have to feel shame around that. Um, and, and maybe that's my own. I was I brought I was brought up Catholic. I went to um, a private school. I went to private uh, high school, and I unfortunately did not have a religious teacher <laughs> that talked about the beauty of it. It went. It went. It was very much like you have sex to procreate. Yeah. Um, you birth control is is not even allowed. Uh, on on the entire like Catholic religion as a whole, it is it is not okay. And so, I mean, just that in and of itself, that's a big message. And so, maybe this is a little bit of myself um, unpacking those feelings of shame and guilt that I've just held with me. And maybe it's like wanting to rebel against that a little bit. But but no, I feel like I, I still get that or get messages of that from other moms um, in regards to what people choose to post on on their Facebook and their Instagram, what they choose to wear to PTA functions and child events. Like, I just, I'm, I want to just stop it on some level and just allow people to be, express themselves the way they want to express themselves. And if that, if they're feeling good and want to show off a little, let them. Let them. And it doesn't threaten you no. or your sexuality. You can be the prettiest princess too in all the land. <laughs> Like, why can't we all be pretty princesses and right. pretty princes? Right. <laughs> princess. But that doesn't diminish your own beauty. And everybody deserves pleasure. This is getting, like, really into it. Yeah. But yeah. why deny yourself that? I mean, and I feel like some people just kind of feel like it's, again, just a taboo subject. Mm -hmm. And, ooh, like, if I really, um, like explore my sexuality and really like learn what I like and what I don't like mm -hmm. and I'm honest with my partner you just still kind of have that stigma associated with it right and that introduces the topic of two topics that I want to talk about so remind me so like living by others timelines and lifestyles mm -hmm. and ideas of how you should live your life but also the double standards that come with dating and intimacy and dating and a woman gives it up on the first date and that's what <laughs> a man gives it up and high five, you know, right. and it's, it's just awful that there's such a double standard and I just, I don't like that there's still that gender issue and that, um, men can do certain things and get a certain reputation. Women can do a certain thing and get a certain reputation. That's not okay. Right. And it's still a thing. It is definitely it's still, still a, thing. a thing. I mean... We've both been in the dating world, yes. and we've experienced that. Mm -hmm. And that segues into just choosing to live your life. So if you hit it off with your partner, you mm -hmm. decide to do the do on the first date, mm -hmm. cool. That's your that's your choice. That's your decision. And far be it from anybody to ridicule, ridicule you or judge you for that. Like, some people would need to, they want to wait until marriage. That's beautiful. Do it. Some people want to wait, like, a certain amount of dates. Cool. Do it. Mm -hmm. Some people just kind of are more fly by the seat of their pants and go with the flow and see mm -hmm. where it takes them. 
why does somebody choosing to have sex on the first date threaten you? Right. And, and how is that a, a comment on their moral character? Right. And them as a person, their integrity? Person. Right. How does that call anything into question? Right. But it does for it a lot of people. I, I had a conversation with a girlfriend of mine who is single and she was telling me she's on Tinder and mm. she was telling me, she goes, but don't get the wrong idea. Like, I go on these dates and I just kiss the guys on the first date. And, and I just kind of stopped her and I said, well, first of all, um, you can do whatever yeah. you want on the first date yeah. and don't, and why, why do you, I just kind of dug into it a little bit. I said, why do you feel the need to like preface it with like that for me? And she goes, well, you know, I don't want you to judge and think I'm like a bad person or a dirty girl, like going up. It's this. an instinct that you feel like yes. you need to like qualify or you need to explain it to people. Right. Because people so often, yeah. will, whether they say that disapproving look or, mm-hmm. It's just sad. And I just wanted to tell, I said, I mean, that you, you are my girlfriend. I know who you are. Yeah. You are a kind, soul yes. person. If you told me you were swinging from the chandeliers, <laughs> I don't care. That, that calls nothing right. into question. Right. Why would that ever negate how I know you to be? Right. And that's, and that's the thing is that for some people, you you give them a piece of your truth that that might be a little on the taboo side, and for it to change their opinion of you, that's again sad to it's me. So sad. And let's say that it did call something into question. Yeah. Who are we as friends to pass ruling and judgment? Ooh, mm-hmm. I I don't think you should be doing that. I don't know about that. I right. don't think you should be. Do- right. Who are we to say? Well, parents. Yeah. We are not. Well, depending on your where you are with your spirituality or religion, like, we're not God. Mm-hmm. So it's not for us to decide, right? Unless your friend is being reckless and endangering sure. safety sure. and spreading yeah. STDs, that might call for mm-hmm. a hard conversation. And that touches on the conversation that we had last night, and I think I posted about this before, where you know you have a good friend when they're willing to risk their comfort to prioritize their well-being above your, they're willing to prioritize your well-being above their present comfort. So let's say that you were doing something reckless mm-hmm. and I felt like your life was in danger, your safety, your health were in danger, whatever it may be. That's a really hard conversation. I would not relish or look forward to mm-hmm. sitting you down and being like, listen, Rachel. <laughs> right <now>. <laughs> I don't know about what you're doing, but I am concerned for you, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. That's hard. And sometimes we don't want to go there because we don't want them to think that we're judging. We're, we think that we're doing them a favor by just accepting everything, but it's a different kind of acceptance. Right. So when it's endangering them or harming their health or whatever it is, a good friend is like, Hey, whether we walk out of this friends or not, I care enough about you to have this hard conversation because I feel like it needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I really hope that you can see where I'm coming from and see that I'm coming from a place of love. And I think what distinguishes it from just pure judgmentalism is if you're coming from a place of love, not judgment. Right, right. And maybe even needing to to preface that. Yeah. Like, I love you. Yes. Uh, but here's just something to look at. Yes. And, and I think I think a good way that I, because I am, we've talked about this, I'm definitely one that dislikes 
to my core confrontation. Yeah. It feels just icky yeah. to me. And so you're, you are talking to me when you say that, you know, that these are hard conversations to have. And so the way that I have been able to kind of give my two cents in a way, um, that doesn't make me feel awful to confront things that need to be discussed is is to just ask questions that allow them to kind of identify yes. it. Yeah, <laughs> you totally. know. And so it's just like have you considered like why why do you, do you remember doing that this was something that you did before and how that happened, you know, and just gently easing through it. You know, a lot of people are very blunt and sometimes that can be taken great, but if you have a sensitive friend, you might need to consider the way that you express your, your truth to them. And blunt might not be the best way. That might cause them to have a defensive reaction. So, you know, like kid glove it, you know, right? Yeah. Like just like, be gentle with your friend when you're telling them hard truths. Gentle is a great overall approach, but also know your audience, because some people yeah. might be more of a yes. approach. Yeah. Two things for question. Two reasons for questions. One, to lead them to that conclusion themselves. Mm -hmm. Also, to clarify. Maybe you have it wrong. Right. Maybe you're right. assuming. Yeah. Maybe it just appears to be a certain way or a certain situation, and it's not truly that way. And so, asking mm -hmm. questions helps you clear that up. And you personally, you're masterful at gently shedding light or spotlighting like a possible issue or gently. Breaking like a, broaching a hard subject, you are exceptionally good at that. So I appreciate any friend of yours is a lucky uh, person. I feel the same oh, about you. the way I, I. I just think that we have a really um, caring yes. way of communicating with each other. It's always through the, our intentions are always pure, and so checking that too. Yes. As if you're if you're having that hard conversation, like okay, am I where am I coming from? in this um, and I and I always feel that your intentions are so pure with that and just trying to get me to to my um, ultimate happiness that's what you want yes, with your friend exactly, exactly and so it's knowing that so yeah. I know you and I know that anytime you come to me with anything it comes from a place of love so it's knowing that other person and knowing yourself mm -hmm. so if you were to come to me with something and it hit a nerve oh <laughs> that is a red flag that right. I need to Right. Dissect myself and Absolutely. look inward. Why is this hitting a nerve with me? Obviously, yeah. there's some truth to that or something that I need to examine mm -hmm. closely. Oh, you're so right. Yeah, if <laughs> if you were to give me something and it caused that kind of reaction, oh, for sure, that would be such a red flag to myself. Yes. That, yeah, this is something that I need to address. I also think that the questioning aspect is, is not accusatory. Yes, you know, yes. It, yeah, it causes them to self-reflect, but it's also um, when you have when you're doing something, even if you know that it's not the best, but you have somebody call you out, there's an automatic defensiveness that sure. happens. Sure, sure, sure. But a question really does take that away. It's like I'm not assuming that I know anything. I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm yeah, I'm questioning. You know, and the more, like you said, and the more you can explain that, help me to understand. Right. I don't want you to think that I'm coming at you. I'm truly wanting to understand because maybe I misunderstand. Maybe I have this wrong. Maybe I'm assuming. So please help me to understand. And the more you can qualify that and explain where you're coming from, I truly, I it might seem like I'm accusing you or I'm 
assuming or jumping to conclusions, please know that I am absolutely not. I really want to understand this. I'm really wanting you to understand that I'm coming from a good place, a place of love. So whatever is running through your mind that, oh gosh, I hope they don't think this, I hope they don't think that, say that, say that to them. Like, I'm really concerned that you're gonna take this the wrong way and I, it is very important to me that you don't. It's very important to me that you know that I am thinking of you and thinking of your welfare and this is really uncomfortable. Like I really don't wanna have this conversation but I love you enough yeah. that I felt impelled, compelled to. So, oh gosh, such a good point. I think across the board, um, people need to exercise the the depth of communication yeah. that they have. Yeah. If you are really able to express, I, I just think that we the texting and the the quick communication doesn't allow for that. It's it's made us this whole kind of society of like get to the point and um, twelve characters. You know. Yeah. And, but if, but I so I think a lot gets lost in that yeah. communication. And so take the time to really write a paragraph if you need to sure. and sure. <laughs> just spell it out because too many assumptions can get made read between in between the lines. Um, I learned this from a supervisor actually with in regards to email. They said that um, you know before if you get an email at work and it um, maybe it's a little bit on you know, I know it, it touches your, yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit. Yeah. So before you just shoot off something again, there's like a protocol that you take, you know, take time, write it out, let somebody else look at it. You know, there's this whole thing because yes. so much can get misconstrued yes. in the written form. And that's how a lot of us are communicating. So I, I, I agree. I think if the more that you can just fully explain yourself, where you're coming from, your thought process that led you to it, it's your friend. It's worth the extra little bit to just say, listen, I love you, but here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So true. Taking that pause or pausing. Yeah. Um, at work, like professionally, personally, whatever it is, it's mm -hmm. invaluable. And just again, to reiterate what I found to be so helpful is, you know, those thoughts that run through your mind, like, oh, I hope they, they don't think that I'm doing this or saying this. Or mm -hmm. I hope that they realize this and tell them. Mm -hmm. Actually, and it's, it's shocking to me. And I, I used to do this too. And I've really like practiced to become better at this. But, oh, I hope that they don't think this, or I hope that they know that I'm coming from a good place, or I hope that um, they don't jump to this conclusion. Like, explain yeah. that. Like, whatever's <laughs> running through your mind that you're hoping that they think or don't think, Gosh, communicate so that to them. So and it's mind-blowing yeah. how soothing and uh, smoothing, I guess you could say, too, right. it is. Yes. To where all of a sudden, you're able to just fully communicate to them and they're able to see exactly, hopefully, where you're coming from. Right, right. And then you don't have to just leave that to chance. God, I hope they really understand yeah, where I'm coming from. So true. And another thing I was thinking about too, because all of this um, communication is a lot of times in written form, mm -hmm. I, heard, I heard this phrase and it was, say it, forget it, write it, regret it. Because you can go back to that written message again and again. Yeah. And it's like it's there for a long time. So we need to be extra aware of what we're expressing. Yes. And if it takes saying just the whole thought process. Yeah. Because you can't pick up on how you're saying it. You know, if you have a conversation, sure. it's like... I love you. You feel that yes. versus just I love it. Reading that in a text, you could, I mean, you could take anything a, a thousand different ways, and so it does. It makes you have to just really express yourself, right? Fully. 
And you think about some people express themselves differently via written word. So like at work, like there are certain agents that I talk to, they're, we're all busy. But you think about how you are like when you are slim and you just have enough time to just like fire off a response. And some people, that's just how they communicate. They don't use exclamation points. A lot of people, that's off-putting for them. Oh my gosh, they're mad at me. They're pissed at me because they didn't put exclamation marks. They're yelling at me. Yes, they just put yes. They didn't put yes exclamation, so they're pissed. They're not happy about it. They really don't want to do it. They said yes, but they don't really mean it. Or a period after that. Yes, they are. Or oh my gosh, there's no smiley face. And so just understanding that people communicate differently. And so your go-to interpretation hopefully will be to view it in positive light. Oh, they probably meant this in a positive tone. Right. Even though it might not seem like that at first, just try to lead with that. Always. And just understand that, or maybe they just like had an off day or they're hurried or they're rushed or whatever. Just appreciate that they're responding to you and just not leaping to conclusions like, oh my gosh, they're so pissed. And if they are, just clear it up. Ask mm-hmm. them gently. Hey, is there, are you upset about something? No? Okay, cool. And then leave it at that. Right. That's all you got to do. If, if you are worried about them being upset, just address it mm-hmm. head on. And then if it's not, if there, if there is something over which they're upset about, sweet, clear it up, remedy it. If not, move on. And so just... A lot is lost in translation. A yes. lot is lost in communication. You lose a lot of that. Lose a lot of that inflection, tone, mm-hmm. volume. I I think it's funny <laughs> because I was thinking about our taxes and they yeah. are full of <laughs> oh everything. Well, but also because I think that's just even when we talk, our speech has inflection. As you can hear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I we're trying to express that through text form, but but I always know. Um, like I know if you're down, if yeah. you're if you're not feeling that exuberant self, it's not like you're gonna put a thousand exclamation point. You're gonna be real, and you're gonna put like, "Hey, what's up?" And then so and so that can be the impetus for a conversation. Yes. Like, okay, what, what, yes. what's going on? Yeah. And but yeah, but so you you always express that. And being okay, this kind of ties everything together too. Being okay with people being in a less than stellar mood. Maybe somebody is kind of having a down day and they're not exuberant and effusive with all the emojis and the exclamation marks. That's okay. Let them have their moment. Don't insist that... Sorry, sister. (laughs) Can't answer. (laughs) Love you. Um, But let them... Feel their emotion. Don't insist that they are happy and respond happily. That's okay. I mean, they shouldn't be jumping down your throat. That's not cool. That's not kind. Yeah. But also, some people just aren't feeling that. So let them honor their emotion wherever they are and accept that. And don't demand that they are happy just to soothe you, just to make you feel good. Mm -hmm. Try to lift them up if you can. But just let them have their moment. You know, and don't exactly. demand that they are happy and blissed out all the time. Right. They're, think about when you're not in an awesome mood. Mm-hmm. You're just like, okay, just, I'm going to try to like, not isolate myself, but kind of, you know, mm-hmm. like, let me just work through these emotions and yeah. I don't want to bring anybody else down and magnify the whole world. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to kind of like work through this myself and so mm-hmm. allow others that right. space to do that too. Absolutely. I, and I do think, you know, as much as um, we try to find the positive, get to the positive, um, it's 
and I think that that you get that message a lot on when people post quotes, you know, all the time. It's like it's like no one is is okay really to feel negative. It's seen as such a negative. But like you're saying, it always like when do you have the most insight? It usually is after a really Ooh, negative experience. Yes. And I read I read this um, quote for someone actually Tim Ferriss. We talk about it a lot. We love you, Tim. Oh, we gosh. know that you're listening. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he carries around um, a little piece of paper in his pocket with him at all times, and it says the obstacle is the way. Yeah. The obstacle is the path. And it's like wherever you're finding obstacles or barriers in your life, um, don't you can look at that as an obstacle. Take it for what it is. It's it's a hard point. It's not a it's not easy. But maybe trying to take out all the negativity from it and look at it as an opportunity for growth. Yes. You know, so it's not saying that it doesn't exist. Right. It, it's, it's absolutely acknowledging its existence, but even as you're in the moment, giving gratitude. Yeah. Because how often have you experienced a bad thing and then it's like, a month later, you'd be like, wow, that was actually really good for me. Oh, every All time. the time. But what if in the moment, yeah. you can be like, yeah, this is a sucky thing, but I know. I have utter just knowledge that this is going to lead to my, you know, development. I think that that could change your life. I feel like that's one of our secrets to staying up on those high vibes. So true, yeah. So you're simultaneously kind of feeling the suck of the situation, mm-hmm. but then also recognizing its value. Right. And so that is mm-hmm. so far-reaching. And that reminds me of a quote. A, well, a thought and then a quote. Not qualifying emotions is good or bad. What can they teach me? Right. Happiness, high positive emotions oh, this is a good thing. Do more of this. Mm-hmm. This makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Unless it's something that harms others. Don't do that. <laughs> Murdering kittens makes you happy. Don't do it. <laughs> but just allowing emotions to be and taking from them whatever, extracting whatever message or value that they are there to reveal and just not like, oh, I can't feel negative emotions. I can't be negative. I can't be negative. Yeah. I love like Gabrielle Bernstein. She is just this spiritual mentor and all-around badass of a woman and like a life coach and she was like a yoga instructor and she was just on that high vibe all the time and then all of a sudden like she had just kind of hit like spiritual rock bottom like all of a sudden like had a panic attack on a mat one day during class come to find out it's because she hadn't let herself feel those emotions and she'd manifested everything away like just mm-hmm. insistent on staying clinging to those yes. high vibes yes, yes. and it's like no you can't repress you need to feel that emotion mm-hmm. let it wash over you like move through your body don't wallow mm-hmm. and then just move on like Tony Robbins says like the difference between these like it's a genuine person the difference between like the, the people who are like high vibing and the people who are constantly on the lower frequency so that the high vibers don't experience the awful emotions, they do. They just don't stay there. Mm-hmm. And so, again, not qualifying emotions is good or bad. Just knowing, like, that they're there to teach you something and stay on that high vibe as much as you can. But and staying um, fluid. We were talking. Fluid. We were talking about this. Um, and I know this is not. This is kind of jumping off topic, but I think it kind of relates. Is um, not identifying too much 
with one aspect of of yourself of any yeah. person's self. So so like we were talking earlier with mom, that is a part of my identity. But when you solely see yourself as mom, it really creates um, walls around yourself. What does a mom do? Yeah. A mom is this. And we've been conditioned to think of a mom with this. Yes. Versus a person. Versus being fluid and having different aspects of your personality. I am a thousand things. I'm everything. Yeah. And, and every emotion comes through me and then it leaves. And But I am still on, on my path. So I think fluid is, is, is great because you are able to move within whatever comes your way. It's, it's like you're a sailboat on the water. You put your sail up and waves come or it's a calm sea, whatever. But as long as you have uh, that your, your toolkit, your sails up and you're able to deal with things that come into your life, like you're good. Exactly. And just, yeah, like you had said, um, just being fluid and riding through all of that. And there was something else. What else? What did you just say? You talked about being fluid. Different aspects. Oh, different. Thank you. Um, so like I posted a quote today, are you a human being or a human doing? And it's easy for us to lock ourselves into identities. So what are you? Who are you, Rachel? I am a mom. I'm a mm-hmm. fitness instructor. Mm-hmm. I physical trainer. Phys- mm-hmm. Yeah, um, personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I do this. I do that. I do yoga. I do this. Yeah, you do those things. That's not necessarily you, though. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily right. your identity. And there's so many different components and elements to your identity. And you're multidimensional. Mm-hmm. So many facets to your being. And so not restricting yourself and locking yourself in and just knowing that your identity is independent of that. Mm-hmm. So I am a multimillionaire Wall Street banker. Yes, but that's that's not you. Right. What kind of heart do you have? Mm-hmm. Who are you as a person? I sweep floors at the gas station. Mm-hmm. You can be just as gem of a human being as anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so what you do isn't you. That's, mm-hmm. that's what you do. It's independent of who you are. And so realizing that distinction and then coming back to, well, mom shaming and coming back to just like feeling your feelings and your emotions and being okay with that, letting people feel their feelings and not trying to just insist Mm -hmm. they just blitz past their negative emotions. I mean, you don't want to be around somebody who's toxic and brings you down, but my friend posted the other day, um, Diana Rich, you're awesome. So she posted this quote, says, me, I'm tired, women everywhere, just enjoy the time with your kids, it doesn't last. Me, I said I'm tired, not that I hate my children, Janet, I'm allowed to effing feel things. And it's true, and like so many moms were like, yes, yes. And that's okay, God, it's hard being a parent, right? I mean, right, I can't <laughs> right girl, right? <laughs> You're a fur mommy. Yes, and it is everything. Yes, yes. You're human. It's hard being human. Hard being human. No, yes, generally, yes. Good. Right. Carrie, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And and not only does it box yourself in, yeah. like don't think of yourself in terms of labels. Don't do that, <laughs> you know. But also don't, don't do, put that on other people. I had somebody um, – there was a woman who applied for a position at at our uh, work, and this this happens. People they went on her Facebook to kind of look at at who she is, 
uh, before we're gonna hire her. And and one of the comments was, oh my gosh, she uses um, one of those like sna Snapchat filters. She must not take herself seriously. Can you believe that? <laughs> I just, I was floored. Like this person has a master's and she has all of the qualifications in the world. She chose to use a Snapchat filter and this puts her in a different category. What? What? <laughs> yeah, I, we all do that. Yes, we do. And that's kind of what we're bred to do by society. Mm -hmm. And it's sad that there's that instant judgment, especially in professional circles. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we both, especially doing what we do. Mm -hmm. Oh man, because we have to be very careful. Like I can't post anything political. I can't reveal any political leanings. Like I can't even like a political post. Wow. If you posted something political, I couldn't even like it because that could show bias mm -hmm. if what I do ever went to court. So we both have to be very careful about that. And I just have a problem with people not letting other people express themselves. I genuinely love, I don't know about you, when I know somebody who has kick-ass credentials, they have PhD, they have whatever, you know that they're very well-educated, very accomplished, they have so many awards to their, whatever it is, whatever, you just know that they, and it doesn't, doesn't even, it's not even about the awards or formal education, you just know that they have their shit together, and you know that they are very competent and adept at what they do. But then they like do certain things, like use Snapchat filters yeah. or like say LOL or say certain things that you associate with somebody who's less professional. Mm -hmm. Use a Snapchat filters. Right. Oh my gosh, right. or Instagram filters. Yeah. And it just shows that they're down to earth. And I just mm -hmm. love when they kind of flip the bird to professional protocol and how right. things should be done and how are people going to view me and are they going to look down on me and condemn me for doing this? And I just mm -hmm. love people who just don't give a flying you know what. Mm -hmm. Don't you? I love it so much because the more that you're able to live out your your life, the, the more you give permission to others. Yes. And so every time someone does that, I do. I feel like, yeah, look at her doing that. I can do it too. You know, yes. it does. It just makes you, it gives you that confidence as well. I love it so much. I also love people that, because um, we all have our things, we all have our hobbies that we like to do in our spare time, but I try to every every season, every year or so, like delve into something in depth. Yeah. And, but, and then, and then leave it and try something else because I want to experience all the worlds. I don't want any label. So at some points, I've been, you know, a fitness competitor. At some points, I've been a tennis player. At some points, I've been um, in mom clubs. At some points, I've taken sign language classes. I want, I want to, to not ever be considered just this is Rachel and she does this. I don't want anybody to look at me and 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 label that for myself. You know, that's like a little rebellion thing that yeah. I have. I'm like, I don't want you to be able to like box me in, yeah. you know. But it's funny because when I get into when I dip my toe into all these different little worlds, it is this culture that they have created and some people are in that identity. Oh yeah. Like they have taken that on. They yes. are a fitness competitor. Yes. They're not their name. 
They are that. Yeah. yeah. And and I love being a fly on the wall and getting to experience that and then and then letting it go. I think it's a good habit to have. I think you should like do more. I think people should do more. I agree. Okay. So that's a perfect ending point because it's about time. That's a perfect segue for our next episode where we will talk about pride with certain identities mm-hmm. and oh I'm so excited yeah. for that. That has been a long time coming. I've really wanted to talk about that. Um so that's great. Thank you for sharing that. That oh was yes. such a great way to operate and do things. And you are such a beautiful person. And Rachel Laird, you can find her on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> underscore Rachel Laird. Underscore. And it, Rachel underscore Laird. Underscore no, Rachel not. underscore Laird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so thank you everybody for listening and you like this podcast share it and tell people everybody has been so kind with that thank you so much it truly means everything everything to me all of the positive feedback thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart thank, thank you Rachel you me for being yeah. here this is the best ah, your inspiration <laughs> so stay tuned for our next episode love you all xoxo